Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. We are pretty jazzed to bring you a bit of a special episode. We're going to break down our personal top 10 all-time NBA list. It's it's highly debated. Everybody talks about it, but let's get into it. We've We've been dancing around. We've been talking the talk. Let's get into it. We've alluded to this one. You know, in the past, we've only got 20 minutes to talk about it, but the top 10 players of all time. It's a conversation that many a man has had before, man and woman. Everybody's had this conversation. I I think it's a great drinking conversation. It's social. It's fun. Is there a right answer? I'm not certain. I truly do not know. I think that after years of having this discussion... I'm close. I I think that my answer is going to be pretty close. I would like to tell you, to the audience, I didn't have to write anything down for this. I didn't do any prep work. I I know my list. I I know the works. And I'm ready to defend it. So, Noah, would you like to preface with anything? Yeah. So, I think we all know who's going to be number one and number two. Um, They're going to be in a different order. But me and Colin don't really want to make it a... I'll just say a LeBron and Jordan debate. You know, mm-hmm. me and Colin could probably have a whole episode just debating who LeBron and Jordan. Episodes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't really want to make it that, but we will talk about them. But we do want to be able to talk about some of these other guys too. So maybe look, maybe you can look forward to a Jordan versus LeBron debate where uh, me and Colin could like actually it's do some really hard out. research and yeah, really debate just it. Beat the shit out of each other. So, but with that being said, who's your number one, Colin? The original number 23. It's got to be Michael Jordan. And I know you can come at me with the hometown Chicago bias. I'll admit, you know, I'm not going to stand here and, and act too proud to know where I come from and admit that there is a cultural bias there. But beyond that, I do stand by that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever play the game, hands down. I can go into the stats. I don't. I don't even need to go the, the rings debate. I think it, it's old. It's it's garbage. It's a it's a dumb debate because I can acknowledge LeBron has played in a different era. You know, Jordan's team they were the Warriors. LeBron had to play the Warriors. Now was LeBron's Heat the premier team before, and they went 2-1-4 and four in the finals? Yeah, that happened, and I think it's a big stain on his legacy. I think everybody, you know, kind of acknowledges that those Heat teams should have won more than they did. But, you know, Michael Jordan, number one, LeBron, number two. You, you give, give me your, your minute or two, but I, I stand strong on the Jordan over LeBron podium. Yeah, you know, that's fine. Um, I have no problem with putting Jordan on LeBron too. Uh, But for my personal list, I have LeBron as number one. And I think I have a couple of decent reasons. Um, I think LeBron, um, at the end of the career, he's going to have the statistical advantage. You know, Jordan may have him in championships, MVPs, and points per game. But LeBron, on the other hand, is going to have all NBA first teams per game statistics for rebounds, assists, blocks, and overall field goal percentage. Um, LeBron's going to 
probably end his career as the number one point scorer in the league in its entirety. Um, he's the only player in NBA history with 30,000 points, 8,000 assists, and 8,000 rebounds. Um, I think LeBron's efficiency and dominance can't be swept under the rug. Um, I think LeBron's playing in the more dominant era. I'll, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, I think he's playing in the more skilled and sophisticated era with super teams and player movement. And he is this era's most dominant player. Um, I think. I think. Um, I think a good stat to look at is also not stat, but I think um, looking at their team's performance following their departures. Um, the Jordanless uh, Bulls in ninety. The Jordanless Bulls in ninety three and ninety four went on to be fifty five and twenty seven, just two wins short of the what they. Just two wins short of what they were the previous season. Um, when LeBron no, left Cleveland in 2009, they went 19 and 63. After in the previous season, they were 61 and 22, 21 with LeBron. On okay, the team. but they tanked on purpose. Like, like we have to admit, like they tanked on purpose. It was um, they blew that thing up. Um, I think LeBron. One of my favorite stats of LeBron is his final consecutive finals runs. Um, you know, I think people just like. Don't give that enough props as it deserves. Honestly, if you think about it, LeBron's playing like 40 extra games every season more than the average player. Um, he did that for, what, 10 consecutive years in a row he made the finals. Um, yeah, you know, LeBron's my number one. Jordan's my number two. And I think it's perfectly fine that we differ in opinion, honestly. I think so, too. I think, I think it keeps it fun. Um, my favorite stat to bring up is... Uh... The last thing on Jordan versus LeBron. Um, in Have you ever heard of the stat of game score? Yeah. Yeah. So for those unfamiliar, it's, it's trying to be the antithesis, the culmination, the one-stop shop stat for a specific game. Um, I, I won't go into the, the exact minutia of how the stats calculated, but... It's attempting to say this is how good of a game is a single individual player had. And of the 100 greatest games ever played, how many of them do you think belong to Michael Jordan? I'm going to say like 46. Okay. It's it's not that high. It's not that oh, high. Okay. Um, it's, it's 19 though. Oh, okay. How many are LeBron? I'm pulling that up. Um, I, I think it's like six. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on Jordan or anything. You know, I grew up watching LeBron. Of course, I'm going to think he's the more dominant player. But, I mean, Jordan, you can't you can't make the argument against Jordan. You know, he was brilliant on both ends of the floor. Um, he really defined a whole generation of basketball, and he kind of he transcended the sport of the NBA. Like he was a global, he was a global icon, and without Jordan, um, you know, LeBron may never like be as popular as he is nowadays. So, like, you know, I want to give all the props to Jordan as possible, but I think at the end of LeBron's career, he will be the greatest player of all time. And you know, a, a common thing me and my friends always say because we ha get tired of like having this argument is that Jordan's the greatest player of all time, LeBron's the best player of all time, and I think that's true till today. But I think at the end of LeBron's career, he will be both the best and the greatest player of all time. I 
I, th- I think that's an interesting thing. And I did say to you before this podcast started that if LeBron continues on this trend for another three years, four years, wins another title, I, I think it, it really would be a, a tough conversation for me to have with myself of could LeBron be the GOAT. But as it stands right now, I, I'm still pretty pretty solid in my Jordan pick. But let's move on because that's not what this podcast <laughs> is about. Noah, who's your number three? Um, number three for me is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It has um, to be. Yeah. Over, it has to be, um, right? His list of achievements is insane. He won six MVPs. He was a 19-time All-Star. He won six championships, um, 17 years apart, Colin, between the first championship and the last championship. Right. Um, he made 15 All-NBA teams. He had 10 first-team selections. And, you know, he coined the skyhook, you know, like he made that his move and he was just so dominant. And I honestly think he's one of my favorite players of all time. And I'm really happy that he's three, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I, I throw this in the Jordan debate sometimes, too, but Kareem won three NCAA titles every single year he was in college. He won the national championship. Think about that. So that means at his level of basketball, nine nine times, nine times, he was the best player on the best team. And, and obviously, okay, that's, that's false because Magic Johnson. But it's just insane. He was so good. He's, our, he's People hate to say it because of how hyped up LeBron was, but Kareem is the most hyped up draft prospect ever. Yeah. I mean, like there was no doubt in anybody's mind that this man was not going to be one of the greatest ever. What hurts LeBron is he didn't go to college and everything was just coming out of high school. And maybe, maybe hype wasn't the right word, but like coming out of college, people knew that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was going to be an all-time great. And there was not really a question about it. You look at the stats, you, you watch how he influenced the game. I mean, it's just... I I think that there's even an argument to be made, not one that I would put, you know, myself in, that Kareem could be the GOAT. Um, play styles are so much different. Obviously, when he started, a three-point shot wasn't even a thing. So I, I'd love to see how a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would translate in today's game, but who's stopping him? Like, Absolutely I've, no I've one. No one. Like I've watched like videos on like the math of like how you stop the sky hook and it's basically just like don't let him get the ball. Like if he gets going on the sky hook, your best bet it might just be to to follow him. Yeah. Which is yeah. insane. I mean he was just a beast and that's why he's number three, honestly. And I do think there is a I do think there could be an argument made that some people out there think he could be the guilt, and I honestly don't hate it. No. Me neither. Me neither. Alrighty. Uh I, I think that's that, that was that was easy. Number four, who do you got? Um, number four, I have Magic Johnson. Um yes, sir. another guy who I think revolutionized the game. Um he he's the original tall point guard, you know? He was six foot nine playing point guard for the Lakers. Um I think he's a legendary passer. Um I think he's a transcendent player. And I think he was an instant highlight just waiting to happen. 
Um, without the bird and magic rivalry, um, I don't think the NBA is where it's at today. And, you know, he's a part of that Showtime Lakers. They went to nine NBA finals, won five of them. Um, you know, his fast breaks, his no-look passes, he just, like, helped catapult the NBA to what it is today. Absolutely. I mean, he is the original four general. Just the way he saw the game and what he could do, I don't think that there's anybody else that will ever be like him. The intelligence he has, I mean, you watch some of those passes he would make, and and we've seen flashy passes. You know, you can go watch anybody make a, a flashy sports center top 10 type pass but magic always made the right pass even and if it was flashy it was flashy it was the right pass but he wasn't doing it out of pizzazz just his court vision how he set his teammates up i mean we're talking about a guy who career averaged 18 points a game and you look at that and you think how can this guy be one of the greatest players of all time when everybody we're comparing him to was averaging 30, 31, 27, was putting up these ridiculous numbers. But to career average 11 assists, uh, excuse me, it was 19.5 points per game. Um, and obviously was taken out, not in his prime, but at age 32 because of HIV. But Space variety. Average, space... <laughs> Makes a variety. I just, I think he he revolutionized how you play point guard, if if that makes sense. I, I don't know how else to put it into words, his impact, but I just don't think you get a guy like, uh, I don't know how to, because you, you still get a Ben Simmons. I, I don't know how to quantify his impact, but Magic Johnson has to be number four. Uh, I think that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Before before Magic came to the league, it really was the point guard position was a small white guy who knew how to pass the ball, if I'm being honest, you know? And no, he really exactly did, he really did help transcend the NBA into what it is today, and you know, for that legacy, that's why he's number 4. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it now. The 6-9 point guard right now is a big point guard. That just wasn't a thing back then. And he could play one through five. Like, let's not forget about that. He could play. There were games he lined up as center. Yeah. Yeah. So, alrighty. I, I'm thinking this might be where we diverge, but who is your number five? So, my number five is Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Um, you know. Did, we, did you just have the same list as me, bro? This, this isn't good for the listener for us to just agree about everything. You know, his career stats, 30 points per game, 22 rebounds per game, and four assists per game. Um, He's a guy who was ahead of his time. Um, He scored 100 points in a single game. He averaged 50 points for an entire season. Um, And I think the only reason he isn't higher is because he only won two championships, um, which, you know, it's like he only won two. But um, he's a guy that I didn't really... Yeah, but he played in the era when there were eight. Like yeah, but I mean, strictly yeah. for what he did on the basketball court, yeah. statistically, he has to be top five. Yeah, I mean, you look at his stat, you're like, hey, th- this man on an average night was putting up 30 boards, er, 30 points, 
23 boards, four assists, and that's it? Like, that's it? Like, uh, come on. Like, that, that's just insane. I, I don't care who you are. And people forget blocks weren't recorded back when he played, so I assume he was a guy that averaged two, maybe three blocks a game. I, I can't tell you, but I'm sure it's there. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not sure how a Wilt Chamberlain would translate into today's game. And I think this is an important thing that I want to bring up. Because when we when we have these all-time conversations, yeah, Wilt Chamberlain played in the, the 60s and the early 70s. That's, that's what he did. The game has well progressed to that point. We're, we're 50 years beyond that. Yeah, I, I think if you plugged, you know, a 25-year-old Wilt Chamberlain in today's game, no, he, he's not putting up 50 and 22. There's no way. I, I don't I don't even know how good he would truly be. But you still have to you have to take a step back and respect what he did at the time. Because there's a quote and I, I always like to bring it up in, in these conversations. The only thing you can do is dominate your era. It's the best thing you can do. You don't play outside of when you play so having these hypothetical what if he did this when he did this we'll never know but what we do know is that he was an absolute goddamn monster for 15 straight years put up video game numbers his first seven years in the league and that's just that yeah shout out will chamberlain you know i think i feel like he gets a little disrespect you know because he was playing against a lot of white guys but guys. the statistical numbers are there. He scored 100 points in a game. You yeah. can't dog that. Yeah. No, you can't dog that. Although I, I will say I did see a TikTok that was decently convincing that that might have been faked. I don't know. Though. I believe nah, everything I, I see on TikTok, though. I was there. So, I saw it. You were there. Oh. Muscle tough. Alrighty. Alright, I'm, I'm fairly confident that, that we will diverge here. Who do you have at six? My number six is Larry Bird. Okay, that's good. Good. We disagree. Finally, um, he had he averaged over his career twenty four points, ten rebounds, six assists, and almost two steals. Um, as we already said, uh, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson revitalized the NBA with the Celtics Lakers rivalry. Um, Larry led Boston to five NBA Finals, winning three of them. Um, he was a he was one of the best shot. He's one of the best shot making players of all time. His passing was awesome. Um, he won the league MVP in three consecutive seasons, 1984 to 1986, which is something only Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell have done. And until LeBron came around, Bird was cons- basically considered the best small forward of all time. And I think you can see Larry Bird's game and a lot of guys um, in the league nowadays. I think KD would. I think KD reminds me of Larry Bird. I think a guy like Chris Middleton reminds me of Larry Bird. Just these silky smooth shot makers. That can get you a bucket whenever, and I think he's the original shot maker, you know. And you got to respect it. And he's from Indiana, so shout out Indiana. Shout out, shout out, shout out Indiana. Yeah. So obviously, I, I don't have Bird at six, so we'll we'll get into my guy. But you know, spoiler: I have Bird on my list. Uh, I actually, no, I'm not going to say where I have him. But the the counterpoint to where I had had said with Will Chamberlain. You know, I don't know how good he would be in a modern NBA setting, but that doesn't necessarily matter. Obviously, he would be amazing. Will- he would be amazing. Larry Bird would be very, very, very good in the modern NBA. Like, he translates. 
There's no doubt about that. The ability that he had to create his own shot is, uh, I think, unparalleled. Maybe Michael and Kobe, you know, and, and obviously, you know, Kareem. But for, like, a jump shooter, the ability to create his own shot, it, it's insane. He's just so good. So good. And I would love to see him having played in a three-point-esque era. Because yeah, I don't even think he averaged more than two, like three point attempts on his career. But if he was playing in a game where that was emphasized, I, I think he would have balled out. Yeah, he averaged one point nine threes in his career, and I think he's a, he's the kind of guy where if he had been shooting the three more, his percentage actually would have gone up. Yeah. Yeah, I I would love to see Larry play in the NBA right now. I think he'd be the perfect like four. Um, and I think he would just eat in this league. If he could shoot like six to eight threes a game, um, he would be one of the best players in this generation, and he was one of the best players in his generation. So, Yeah. Um, all-time trash talker. All-time trash yeah. talker. Um, Who do you have? One of my... Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I have a guy that I consider to have had – one of the most dominant primes ever. And that's Shaquille O'Neal. Interesting. I think that there are arguments to be made that his his prime maybe should have lasted longer than it did. But Shaquille O'Neal, I mean, when we're talking about just sheer dominance, from the late 90s to the early 2000s, there wasn't an answer for Shaquille O'Neal. Like, teams would scheme, and obviously he, he had Kobe Bryant on those teams, but teams would scheme specifically to stop Shaq, and he would just eat. I mean, in his, his MVP campaign, he was putting up 21 shots a game, shooting 57% from the field, grabbing 14 boards, 3 blocks, and 30 points a game. On top of that, you know... He's sharing shots with Kobe in one of the most down NBAs ever in terms of scoring. When you look at the early 2000s, I mean, especially compared to now, games routinely hit under 180 points. Like, total. I don't even know if there's been more than five games, you know, in the 2021 season that have hit in under of 180. So for him to be putting up those stats when the pace of play is so low, it's just insane. Um, I don't see how you, you stop a guy like that. And it to me, it's just, it's wrapped. It's got to be Shaq. So much fun to watch. Love the personality. <clears throat> just go mentality. Yeah, he's another one of these transformative players. You know, um, up until Shaq was in the league, we hadn't seen a center with his combination of agility, size, and explosiveness. Um, he was a four-time NBA championship champion with three finals MVPs. He averaged a double-double for a career that almost spanned two decades. And, you know, he was also um, he was also a really good personality for the league. You know, he was this goofy, oh, gigantic lad that would just... He's an absolute beast on the court, but he's this super fun-loving, funny guy off the court. 
And I think he helped become like a global icon for the NBA too. And he's helping the NBA after he retired, which, you know, you like to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We could get into the feuds he gets into with, with Donovan Mitchell and the other players, but yeah, he's kind of been a hater lately. It's kind of, how do you feel about that? I, I, I'm here and there. Like it's Shaq. Like he's the master marketer. Like he will say things just to say them, you know, and he knows how the media works. So he's smart in that regard. I mean, as a businessman, Shaquille O'Neal is incredibly intelligent. So I, I kind of just chalk it up to Shaq being Shaq. I think he may have crossed the line, like watching like the Donovan Mitchell interview and then like the Jokic interview and like speaking Russian to him when Jokic is Serbian. It's, you know, you, you kind of roll your <laughs> eyes and go, eh. Like, you know, should you have done that? Like, probably not. But at the same time, it's just like, whatever. Like, you you roll the sleeves up and move on. There's not much else to say about it. It's just Shaq. You, you take it for what it is. So that was number six. Um, mm-hmm. Who's your number seven? I think I can guess who it is, probably. It's Larry Bird. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I kinda, forgot about kinda, him. Yeah. Kind of shut the bet on that pick. Who Who do you got? So my number seven is Tim Duncan. Um, he played from 1997 to 2016 with only the Spurs. Um, he averaged 19 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, and over two blocks for his entire career. Um, I think the biggest knock you can have on Tim Duncan is that he was he just boring. Fundamentals. That he was boring. Um, his nickname uh, is the Big Fundamental. Uh, um, he, okay, I, I got that backwards. He dominated for our 19 years on both ends of the floor. Um, when I think of Tim Duncan, you know, I think of his mid-range bank shot. That was absolutely cash money. Um, I think of how he was a really, how he was one of the best defending defenders in the league um, for a guy that wasn't overly athletic or explosive, anything like that. You know, he just knew how to position himself to be in the best possible place every time on defense. And... That Spurs team is legendary for the entirety of the time he was on it. You know, when he was a rookie, he came in immediately and helped win. Um, he led the Spurs to five titles, and he also led them to 1,001 regular season victories, which is the most for any player with one team in NBA history. So, yeah, I really like Tim Duncan. I think he's the best power forward of all time. Um, simple as that. Yeah. And I, I could actually I could see the argument for Tim Duncan being – higher than he is i know there's there's a decent crop of people that i've spoken with at least that think that tim duncan deserves to be higher than Shaq. um i i lean a little bit more towards dominance than longevity when i think about these things because when i obviously you have to have longevity but I think of guys, you know, like the Shaq or like a Michael who you have just an insane stretch of years in a row. I lean on that. But when we're talking about consistency, I mean, we're talking about a man who played 19 years in the league, went to six NBA champions, NBA finals, won five of them, was really close to winning a sixth. I mean, that Heat series still comes down. An all-time moment from Ray Allen, obviously, obviously. But was the face of the most consistently best teams for that whole time span. I mean, they were never 
like sheerly dominant like like i think of a, a warriors or a bulls or the heat but they were just always so goddamn good and it comes down to how tim duncan plays the game and he's not a guy that had to have the ball in his hands 24 7 he wasn't a ball dominant guy and i think that just opens up the floor so much when you're playing with a guy who is an all-time great that doesn't have to have the ball in his hands it's just it's insane yeah it speaks to how good of a teammate and a player he was individually honestly Mm -hmm. yeah so that actually leads i have tim duncan at eight so maybe maybe we shouldn't talk to all the same people because these lists are just getting too similar who who do you have at eight so my eighth player is kobe bean bryant um he played 20 years with only the lakers um he averaged 25 points five rebounds four assists and a steal a game um and you know we all we all know his statistical achievements you know the five championships the 81 point game the 60 points in his last game um 20 seasons with the same franchise. But I think um, I think his legacy goes beyond um, just those statistical achievements. You know, what he brought on the court mm-hmm. was a mental edge over his opponents in every game. And I think he just had a yeah. burning desire to be the best player on the court and ever. And, you know, that Mamba mentality, it's really more than um, just what he did on the basketball court. You know, he brought it to his life. He brought that Mamba yeah. mentality of a life. And um, it's it was kind of it's just a blueprint to like how to live your life, how to chase your dreams. You know, you always go hard after that. And I also think, I also think um, Kobe Bryant is on my short list of players I want to take the last shot with the game on the line. I think he's right up there with yes. guys like Jordan. Um, Kobe might be second, honestly. I might have I want Kobe to take the last shot over LeBron, honestly. And you know, just it's really sad that he died. Um, it on, it's one of the yeah. deaths that hit me like the hardest in like my life to where it was a guy I watched growing up from a child. I'm now an adult. You know, he retired. Mm-hmm. Um, it hit me really hard. I honestly haven't had something hit me that hard, like a celebrity death. I think Kobe and Mac Miller are both up there for things that just like really shocked me when I heard about it. But yeah, you know, Kobe had a fantastic career. He's one of the most mm-hmm. clutch players ever. He's a born killer on the court and yeah he's got to be top 10 easy and i think there could be a made i think kobe on a lot of other people's list could be a lot higher than eighth honestly so kobe is just a really interesting one um i i want to first say that absolutely when kobe passed away i there's never been a celebrity death that has hit me like kobe hit me i remember exactly where i was what I was doing when the news broke. I mean, I remember somebody said it at first and I was like, where'd you hear that? And they're like, TMZ. I was like, it's fake. Like Kobe didn't die. Like there's no way Kobe's dead. Like that just, like there was no way I was accepting it. And when I have looked back on it now and it's been over a year, he's just somebody that you grew up watching. And as a kid who wanted nothing more in life than to be a professional basketball player, despite being short, scrawny, and white, that you just looked up to him so much. I mean, the mentality, the work ethic, it's, it's everything that you hope and dream that you could possibly have. 
as well as just the natural ability. I mean, that fadeaway, I remember playing driveway basketball and just throwing up Kobe. Like, I remember, like, my best friend in, like, third grade, we would just, like, sit in his backyard, and, we, you know, he had his hoop, and I would get down back, Kobe, you know? And you practiced it all the time, and it's just something, like, you grow up watching him and his mentality, that, and I don't think you realize how much it impacts you in, until something like that happens. So, absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, one of the weirdest and saddest days of my life that I can remember. Yeah, but I mean, he got two said, numbers retired. If that doesn't okay. speak to his yeah, greatness, he got exactly. eight and twenty-four retired by the same team. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he was one of the he was the first guard to go directly out of high school into the NBA, and I think he had giant expectations on him. And you know, he kind of crushed those. Um, he saw those ex- expectations, and he said, "All right, I'm gonna destroy those." And he's he's gonna be he's an easy Hall of Famer. Um, he, I don't uh, think he's eligible yet, but he's he's gonna he's a unanimous pick to mm-hmm. be in the Hall of Fame. He led the league in scoring twice. Um, he finished with thirty three thousand six hundred forty three points, which now puts him at four number four all time. And I think I liked Kobe during his career. I think you could say maybe he wasn't the most approachable guy. You know if. You were competing against Kobe. He didn't want to be friends with you. He wanted to fucking murder you on the court. Yeah. But once he got off the court, you know, we got to see a different side of Kobe. Um, someone that who was down to help mentor these young players. You know, he helped a guy like Jason Tatum a lot develop his game because Kobe saw himself inside of Jason Tatum, and yeah. he was he was I I don't know. I'm just so sad that Kobe died. Honestly, yeah. like it's just one of the most tragic things to happen in my life, and that. The fact that his uh, daughter was also in the helicopter crash just makes everything just even worse. It's really sad. But Kobe's a player that will never be forgotten, and he shouldn't be. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so what I do want to say, and I, I do, I have Kobe in my top 10, but there was a list on reddit done they had they do like a kind of like a poll every single year in our nba like who do you think's the greatest and exactly what we're doing you know it's a it's a classic conversation but kobe actually rose five spots from 2019 to 2020 so i do think that as sad as his passing it is it has definitely impacted how people have perceived his legacy. And I I hear that because you do look, you know, he won the two without Shaq, but, but with Shaq, I don't know if he does it. He had down years. I mean, he had a lot of down years. So there is an argument that Kobe's not a top 10 player that I'm willing to hear from people you know you look at his efficiency numbers i mean they're not the best things in the world in terms of field goal percentage you know a career 44 field goal guy not the best career from three 33 percent again not the best so you know 
there, there's things to be said about Kobe not being in the top 10 that I think some, especially in the last year, might get swept under the rug if you're talking to somebody about this. But no, I just wanted to throw that out there as part of this debate into the top 10 because I, I think it is crucial to dissect how much does his passing actually affect his legacy and how we perceive him. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, I know I know we're we're getting up there on time, so let's let's go through these these nine and ten guys. Uh, who do you have at nine? Uh, my number nine was Shaq. I understand that. Have, would you like to elaborate on anything about Shaquille O'Neal? Um, you know everything we we already said everything. Um, I really wanted to say about him, but I have him below guys like um Tim Duncan and Kobe because I think personally I value um. I value that kind of loyalty, you know, from Tim Duncan and Kobe that they only stayed with the team for, they did it for almost 20 years on one team. And I also think they had a more like consistent um, career over their 20 years as opposed to Shaq. But um, I mean, I, Shaq has to be on here just for his pure dominance. Um, but yeah, I, I value guys like Tim Duncan and Kobe just a little bit more than Shaq, honestly. Alrighty. I have Kobe at nine. My number 10 guy is somebody that I, I don't think that you have as your number 10. Really? Because I bet I do. <sighs> no way. There's no way. All right, let, let's let's do it like little girls. I'm going to count down from, from three, and we, we both say our 10th guy at the same time. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Count Oscar down. Robertson. Oh. Oh, okay. well, those are Durant. very Kevin different. Durant. Okay. Those are very I different that. picks. Those are extremely different. Holy shit. Those <laughs> could not have been more different. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. You go. You go. Um, okay. So, a guy like Oscar Robertson, um, over his career, he averaged 26 points, seven rebounds, and uh, nine assists a game. Um, he averaged, he was the first guy to ever average a triple double, and he did that in his second season in the league. Um, he yeah. picked up, he only has one NBA title. But he's the only player in NBA history who sits top 10 in both points and assists. Um, he's the original Mr. Triple-Double. But mm -hmm. honestly, you hearing you saying Kevin Durant kind of makes me rethink that. And I already know people are going to roast us for not having Bill Russell. But I don't give a I, fuck, about, don't I don't give a fuck about Bill Russell. Bill Russell. <laughs> so, garbage, dude. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah, fuck Bill Russell. But yeah, the biggest thing is that he won nine championships in 11, 11. years. Uh, he won 11 and 13. Whatever. Yeah, 11 and 13. I mean, it, you were playing against 18. Eight, there were, oh wait, he had two other MVPs on those teams with him. There were eight teams in the league. The Celtics <laughs> had the biggest payroll and were like the cornerstone of basketball other than, <laughs> like, I don't even know the Knicks at the time. It was it was just stupid. Like those games weren't close. Like, it, I think he was going up against Will. I think he did go up against Will, but Will had no help. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I don't give a shit about Bill Russell. He's not even in my top fifteen. No, uh, eh, you know I, I don't know where I put Bill Russell. He's somewhere in the teens for me. Somewhere I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. you want to talk about KD? Because I honestly respect that thing. 
Yeah, so I just I think growing up watching KD, I mean, if we're just gonna talk about like the best talent to ever come to the game, you have to talk about Kevin Durant. I mean, the dude is seven feet tall and is one of the greatest three point shooters ever. I mean, he's it's just the way you watch him play, he's an all time defender, he is an all time scorer. You know, you can knock him for the Warriors. Like, that's fine. I will hear that all day. But he has been the best player on two different championship teams. He was the best player on those Thunder teams for a really long time. He had to get out. I, I think that I, I've heard it from him. I do think he had to get out of there. I don't think that him and Russell Westbrook long term. Could they have done something? Sure. But clearly it, it wasn't the best fit for him. He took the hate for being on the Warriors. You know, is he going to get hate for being on this Nets team too? Maybe. But when we just talk about sheer dominance and the ability to score the basketball, Kevin Durant has to be in the conversation. And I I think I can just leave it at that. When we talk about scoring the basketball, the quintessential motive and goal of the NBA, Kevin Durant has to be in the conversation. Yeah, um, I'm pretty high on Kevin Durant. Um, if he retired today, um, he's still going to be an absolute legend in the league. Um, I think this season, him coming off that Achilles injury is going to do really good for his legacy because you know he's looking like his former self, maybe not, maybe even better. Um, over his career, he's averaging 27 points, seven rebounds, four assists, steal, and a block a game. Um, his eight years in OKC, he won four scoring titles and an MVP. And no matter how you feel about his two championships with the Warriors, you know, I don't feel any ill will towards him. You know, he won two championships, which a lot of guys um, haven't done. And he got finals MVP in both of those series. Um, I think another title, um, I think another title would easily propel Durant into my top 10. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just one of the most he's he's one of the guys that's going to define this generation of basketball. And I'm honestly really happy. Like, Absolutely. he's so good. He's going to have massive career numbers too if he can play a uh, couple more oh, years in the league. Absolutely. I mean, I I think it's fair to say he's only 32. That's we're watching LeBron continue to dominate. I mean with the way that modern medicine and PT and all that stuff, the trainers and the access to surgery and rehabilitation that we have, he could go until he's 40. You know, all these guys can. We've watched LeBron do it, and obviously, you know, he he, he had to sit out a whole season here, which is different. LeBron's never had to do that. But these guys can last much longer than they used to. And I think the important aspect is they can last much longer efficiently than they used to. So yeah, that rounds out my top 10. Um, Do you just want to go through and say it? Like say your top 10? Okay. Um, Okay. So let me just go through and say my list. And then I'll also say my like 11 through 15. Okay. So at one, I have LeBron. Two, Michael Jordan. Three, Kareem. Four, Magic Johnson. Five, Will Chamberlain. Six, Larry Bird. Seven, Tim Duncan. Eight, Kobe. Nine, Shaq. Ten, Oscar Robertson. 
um, at 11th. I think I would have Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, you know, he's the dream. Um, he was a two-time finals MVP. He averaged 21 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks a game. And his NBA record of 3,830 blocks is probably never going to be broken. Um, at, at 12, I have KD. At 13, I would have Curry. Um, and then 14, 15 would probably be Bill Russell and like Julius Irving, something like that, or Jerry West. I absolutely respect that. All right, I will say my, my headphones just died, so I'm trying to do this in kind of a crazy way. But just to recap my top 10, MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Will, Shaq, Bird, Tim, um, wait, oh my. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Kobe, KD. Wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anybody. And then I don't have really concrete after that, but guys I'd like to shout out include Oscar Robertson, John Stockton, Kevin Garnett. Curry. Yes, yeah, Steph Curry, definitely. Curry absolutely deserves a shout out in there. Um, and then there's some guys, the current guys that I, I think, you know, could inevitably make a splash, but definitely have not done anything to be there yet. So, with all that said, Noah, this has been a fantastic episode. Wait, I have one more. I have one more thing to mention. A lot of time, but it is what it is. I have one more. We didn't even mention that Shaq had had the NBA had to change an entire rule just because of Shaq, like because um, it's a hack of Shaq rule. Um, the old rule used to be you could foul someone without the ball, and that person would have to shoot the free throws when the team's in bonus. But the NBA literally had to change the rule because Shaq was such a bad free throw shooter that teams would just target him. And so they had to change it to where if you foul someone who doesn't have the ball and other teams in bonus, it basically is two free throws and the ball. So, you know, just had to mention that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, with uh, Wilt, they had to get rid of the uh, the free throw rule because he was dunking free throws. So all these guys, you know, they, they get the rules changed. That's how that's how you know you're good. All right, you know, any parting thoughts that you would like to impart on anybody that has made it this far? Because I, I think we are on part two of whatever we put out. Yeah, um, if you're still listening, you know, me and Colin really appreciate everyone that listens. Um, we have a ton of fun doing this podcast. You know, I think we're in this for the long run. Um, we want to keep doing this uh, two episodes every week. We want to keep having fun, and I think we're down to clown, honestly. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast, and I really appreciate everyone that listens. Yeah, I would say that clowning is always at the top of my priority list. So whether it be down, up, pick a direction, I'm there to clown. So thank you, everybody that made it this far. We know who you are. We appreciate you guys, and have a good night. I think we'll we'll see you Sunday. Shout out Ren Parker. Peace. Yeah, Ren might be the only one listening right now, and I I love him for that. Love you, Ren. <laughs>